You're listening to Bloom and Blight, episode 11, Dissonance. As much as Lark is trying to project confidence, she knows that we're on the defensive. We don't know what's happening. We need information. <laughs> so yeah, a desperate, a desperate look to see if there's anything she can grab, anything that would be useful to tell us what is happening. So I would say if you would like to, this is desperate. This is a desperate move no matter what. Are you fully prioritizing information before getting out, just so I know where this possible conflict could come from. Is it more, I'll take the hit and get what I need, or is it, I'm gonna get out, but last ditch grab for information? You know, like, which is the priority? Is it fully, fully, I'm going to get as much information as humanly possible, or as much before I die? (laughs) We need the information. This could change the tide of everything that's happening. Going for the information. Okay, so go ahead and roll for me your looking for information or gathering information. While we hop back out into the main room here where we have the shielded individual kind of backing up the larger guy who has now rushed towards Belladonna. And you hear again that voice from the average sized person. Titus, we have to go now. As there's again, just that grumble between Belladonna and Daph. What would you like to do in this moment? As it seems she's trying to leave. Titus is kind of a little pissed and cornering uh, Belladonna currently. I think Daph is looking to Belladonna for, for the go ahead because at this point, Daph has tried what Daph normally do and it's not working and nobody else is here to give Daph orders. So they're looking to you. I think had things gone a little bit better and they'd been a little more open to talking that Belladonna would be like, all right, all right, like, let's back it up. But like, this is, this is serious. And they don't know the information obviously about Campbell. So in their mind, that's just a civilian that they've been fucking with. So I think that Belladonna kind of looks at you and looks at Titus. And I think I'm going to say something to provoke him, like to kick things off. Okay. That empathize role that I did earlier, I kind of like turn that to him, but I use the inverse of it. And I say, yeah, go ahead, lapdog, get out of here. You got your muzzle, you got your little thunder shirt, get out of here. It's not worth it, we're not worth it. Trying to pick myself up out of this sofa, dust off the little fiery kind of burning embers that are all over, ignoring the burns that are all over their skin, like, She just like stares at him with this knowing look, almost one of a little bit of pity, knowing it's going to be hard for him to like extricate himself from this situation, despite his master's calling. You see, I mean, every muscle tenses up, but you see in his eyes, tears look like they're starting to well up as he just goes to punch you right in the face. (laughs) Metal arm, kunk. I'm not even make you roll. You you did what you did. You kicked him off <laughs> for that. Uh, if you would like to uh, roll to resist, as as yeah, he's basically trying to knock you further into these flames currently, and and kind of take control of that. Or if there's another move you would like to do to try and like avoid. I think I'd like to use flow to try to be elegant about it. This is my last. Actually, wait. Am I out of transcendence? Oh, I think so because the last one was. So yeah, I think even like as you kind of say that, like you you've lost a bit of that 
extra, extra power, you know, which almost paints a better picture of that, like, kind of, like, mm -hmm. dusting off the rubble. <laughs> Can I help? Yeah, if you'd like. Yes. Because I think, I think Daph is looking for something to do, right? And if they see you going off trying to do this, I, th I think it makes sense for Daph to be trying to, like, sneak around and set something up. Mm -hmm. I, I'll even counter jump onto that in case you want to do an actual move. I think as you're starting to kind of move, you feel a shoulder or a hand on your shoulder as Campbell Jade has pulled themselves up and just kind of gives like this little like, he got it and starts to walk over and does the same, like puts a hand on Titus and you can just see like has to lift arm way up <laughs> to reach his shoulder that they are just looking at them not actually saying anything, but I think especially with kind of this like mental connection that's been kind of going, you can feel that like trying to send that calming energy and then that will give you an extra die for this as they are trying to interfere and pull Titus back. I think because I'm out of transcendence, it doesn't really matter which one I use. So I'm going to use, oh, actually, can I use analyze because I just like, threw down verbally and I'm like waiting for the punch to come. Like I know yeah. that <laughs> I know what yeah, I'm doing yeah. when I say this to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I push myself, do I get two die? Yeah, so you have a help from Campbell Jade and then you can push yourself for an additional one, okay. which will take two stress for that one. Two fives. Nice. Yeah, you are able to, you know, kind of, you know that it is more of a angry reaction, mm -hmm. not a skillful punch. So you're able to kind of, you know, scoot out of the way, know that there's not really any sort of thought into what he is doing. And I would say even able to kind of position yourself out of their mm -hmm. kind of his line of sight currently as I think maybe just like the only real consequence is his attention is not turned to you currently. Daf, what would you like to do? If he's going to be distracted by by these sort of insults being thrown, I think Daf has sort of taken that moment to sort of sneak around, maybe like following behind where uh, Campbell Jade had been walking, trying to get behind this guy, basically. And I think the goal is, as he's distracted, to chuck that whip out, but around sort of his noggin I'm, I'm going i'm going long form blindfold with this mm, mm, i think mm -hmm. it's where i'm going mm -hmm. so wrap it around sort of his head and pull back and you know if it, if i could pull him like to meet a wall that would be kind of funny and very anime yeah um but mostly just to pull him off of belladonna absolutely just toss him around a little bit you know have some fun with it let's go because i'm trying to be sneaky about this can i argue for conceal because I'm trying to sneak around behind him without him noticing, kind of using Belladonna and uh, Campbell Jade as like distraction cover mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get behind him and set up this sort of beat down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sick. And I think this is my last transcendent action because one of those actions wasn't a roll. You start to do this, but with the three. I'm so angry. As you are kind of making your way, you feel again just the meat of metal onto your back as you are thrown across the room by the hit of this shield. Ow. And they look over at you and they're like, we are leaving. Let him calm down and we won't be a problem. What? You already are a problem. It's a little late for that. <sighs> so hard-headed. Always so hard-headed. Back inside poor Campbell's brain, but also now it seems to be another memory, another idea. 
one that you don't feel the connection to Campbell anymore or that connection. I mean, obviously still the telepathic connection with Belladonna is still open, but any of those feelings and things are gone and there is nothing in here. Emotion wise, what did you roll for your gather info? Yeah, so Lark realizes that in it's like, this is, this is Gen X. Like Lark understands that much. Yeah, in it's hubris, it made a mistake and we're never gonna get a chance like this again. So she is desperately trying to grab what she can. Uh, and I rolled a five. I don't know that the burned arm would give this less effect, but it's up to you. I don't think so. Okay, so you got a question in Apollo. What question do you have here? I'm not sure which question to ask because I'm not sure what information is in this space. I guess I can give you, do you want me to paint paint the picture a little bit more here and then you can ask a question on it? Sure, yeah. Uh, because I'm sure you will have questions. In this desperate look around, the scene is painted very well. This is very clearly, like you said, a memory, uh, but every detail is accounted for. This is meticulously created and remembered like something a computer who would never forget anything would do. This isn't like a human memory where maybe some faces are blurred or the furniture's arranged in different ways, you know, kind of those fallacies that could, could happen in a memory. You see that they're creating, it seems, this body that is on the table here as you look around very clearly see like I said you're underwater this seems to be a very old creation as it is very reminiscent to how the hideout is built it is very similarly shaped but different kind of metals different things in it bits and pieces are rusted at this point while you know a lot of it is still obviously well kept it looks like it has seen some some age and some spots you can even see where like a different piece of metal maybe makes up a siding that literally has the etchings of a ship name on it so it's like other pieces have been used to kind of patch this up over the years but there's multiple screens and stuff not much in here in the way of obviously like furniture or anything like that but on one side of the room you do see like straight out of a mad scientist lab movie these circular kind of metallic pods and there's you know probably about five of them that fit on this wall currently they have a little bit of kind of a frosted window that looks like probably you know cryo of sorts on them and you can see the outline of like figures okay I feel like Lark is piecing this all together, uh, but I will ask the question to kind of tie it all together. What is already in motion here? The orb kind of steps aside as you can see the blinking eyes of Campbell Jane and again, that kind of panic a bit as then another one of the arms kind of comes in with a syringe attached to it. And after it touches Campbell Jade, she kind of calms down and just looks to this figure as one by one, the other four of these pods start to open and a little bit of that cold air, you know, steam kind of starts to shoot out of them as what he was saying of creating you kind of clicks of 
okay, is he just making humans? Is he making, I mean, we know Wolfsbane exists, but what's going on here fully until you see through the like steam of one of them as it starts to kind of dissipate a figure with very clearly a silhouette with these two large buns on top of their head to have a follow-up before the image is fully clear. While watching this unfold, I think Lark is also looking around because she can pull stuff from dreams and memories as well. Is there anything here that she could grab that might be useful? Logbooks, a computer drive, some sort of technology that they could dive into that might give more information? Is there something nearby that she can grab on her way out? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there needs to be like computer drives or anything, but you do see set up already a couple of vials of whatever this is that they shot into Campbell Jane. Yeah, I think eyes locked on these figures coming out of the pod. She's backing up and reaching for those vials. She can't look away, and I don't think she understands why she can't look away from this, uh, but she is staying a bit too long to see what happens here. You grab those couple as now the brightness of this floating kind of core has gotten so intense, it's almost hard to see. But just before you see the electricity shoot out of it as this thing explodes, you see the closest kind of pod to you as an individual turns their head and you see Lily staring at you and it explodes. Do you like to resist <laughs> this as you try? How are you, I guess, resisting? What, what, what does this look like? So I am transcended. Uh, so I can spend my armor to resist, um, to at least knock down the harm. What level harm is this explosion going to be? Probably four to start, and then you're knocking down as you're taking a mental nuke currently. Yeah, and I think that happens because Lark freezes when she sees Lily and she's in the process of cutting this rip and hesitates. And I think that's when the explosion catches her and pushes her against this. And she latches on to the psychic connection that Belladonna has set up um, specifically on Daft's thoughts and tries to pull herself in that direction. I think it probably feeds back as well. Daff is probably feeling the shock and fear and pain and immediate danger as well. But yeah, she as she gets blown back, I think those stalks of Larkspur shoot up out of the ground in between her and this explosion as well to dampen some of it so that it's not not fatal anymore. Okay. Since I'm using my armor, um, it's not a roll. It just, I resist it so it knocks it down without me taking stress. Just knocks it down. That means... It does not trigger the final transcendence roll, which is unfortunate, so I don't get that healing. Okay, so you focus in as Daff. You watch that very familiar rip in reality as immediately, I mean, flying out with force and probably skidding across the room comes Larkspur with this like bright flash of 
blue light and electricity following through that just makes your hair stand up on end as she then tumbles in front of you. The shielded individual taking this moment of kind of chaos starts to run towards the door as then it seems whatever is happening currently with Titus that Campbell Jade is doing kind of slacks a little bit. And then you hear her whisper, just, just go with her. And he kind of nods his head and slowly kind of starts to turn. But in this moment, you have some time to react if there is anything you would like to do or if you're kind of letting them go to go tend to Larkspur. See, my initial reaction, I think, would have been if Larkspur is using Daffodil's sort of mind to pull out of, there's some sort of like, even like a split second of forewarning there, I would imagine. So I think when Larkspur shoots out of this this rift in dream space, Daff is there to catch her. Because, you know, Belladonna is sort of already dealing with something and Wolfsbane is gone. And everything that Daffodil has tried to do to like take action of her own accord at these people has failed. So I think she's falling back on what she knows, which is protecting her team, which is covering Lark. Because coming out of a dream, I imagine, is a occasionally vulnerable situation to be in. And you see her singed as you've caught her. <laughs> great. Super cool and great and awesome. Again with the bombs, Lark. This is... <laughs> okay. All right. So I think Lark shoots out of this dream and Daff is straight up just, like, dives forward to, like, intercept and catch that. And unless somebody else gives her the instruction to go after these other two that are leaving, she's not going to. I think you do see that Campbell Jade is not leaving, but is like making sure Belladonna is not in the fire, but trying to stop them from going after as well. And kind of just like, we, we're we in a burning building. Yeah, no, for sure. As the like alarms are going off now at this point too. Yeah. And I think as long as Campbell Jade isn't leaving, that is a, another like tick on the box of, okay, that's really what we're after as far as I know. And she's not leaving. Cool. Fine. Great. Awesome. You guys can dip. I don't care anymore. My, my focus is on my team and to a lesser extent, Campbell Jade. Okay. Yeah, when you when you catch Lark, um, she looks like she's in rough shape. She has harm at every level coming out of this and she just kind of looks up at you with a weak smile. You're really good at being my knight. Oh, but that really hurt. Maybe stop throwing yourself on bombs then, princess. Not my fault. We have bigger problems. We need to get out of here, though. Yeah! Um, just sort of, like, looking up at the flames that I can only assume are growing. Um, yeah, we need to get everyone out of here. Campbell, are you good? Campbell kind of looks over at you. It's like, yeah, this may sound really out of place, but I feel better than I have in a long time. Good. Good, we're gonna need it. Is the hideout still here? It is. Just absolute, absolute shock and confusion on Daph's face. Like, what? It is. We have a lot to talk about. Um. Yeah. Um. She like grabs a scarf. The Valley Girl like voice is gone. Don't let me see where it is. But we do need to talk. Right. You are able to uh, start going out. The fire alarms and stuff are going off, so people are getting kind of out in in ways. Um. Uh, 
you know, <laughs> according to a fire code and the people that work there and all those sort of things. So you don't have to super worry about like superheroing people out as, yes, there were two points in which the fire originated. Uh, thankfully, they are a little slower, slower to catch here as uh, you're heading out. But if you want, Logan, uh, we do not have to if you want to sit on it. Uh, but where where might Wolfsbane be physically, mentally, emotionally? What did he do after this? Uh, I would I would say physically he um, descended soon after um, Pandora left. Not after he's 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 not he doesn't have the the beans to to deal with that right now. The spoons, whatever you want to call it, like he just can't. But what he does have is a motorcycle. So immediately, Wolfsbane is going off the grid again and is riding away fully beforehand where he had decided to take stealth mode seriously. That is gone. <laughs> and his bike is leaving uh, the flame trail again as he... I, I would assume uh, if anyone looked out, they would see the purple flames like following him. They disperse quickly. They're not like setting the pavement on fire. That would be terrifying. They just leave a trail as he... I would actually say normally he drives around town and that's what you would normally expect. He's driving out of town. Okay. I think then we close as, you know, it is later in the night. You can see going through the hills, this just like trail of purple flame as following behind Wolfsbane as probably both Daff and Campbell Jade are helping Larkspur limp out of here unless you you feel up to <laughs> cutting through reality but i don't know how you're feeling on that no it's with a level three harm lark needs help doing anything um she could have like direct daff on how to do it they could help her walk out of here i mean that's that's up to everyone i mean daff's always down to help so. yeah i'll leave it to you either yeah you you help get quickly there or you know they can help limp you along by normal human leg means and such. See, the problem with limping out of here is we really shouldn't be seen limping away from a giant hotel fire. That is, that's... Yeah, I think if Daff can help enough uh, to at least cut us into, like, a couple streets away. Yeah. Like, just far enough to get out of eyesight, get out of sort of the big sort of kerfuffle that I can only imagine has begun when like actual like firefighters and stuff show up and then we can you know limp away into the night from there um yeah absolutely but I, th I think you're right seeing bloom limp away from another fight uh with maybe not like casualties casualties but like a building is on fire um it's not a great look so okay yeah um so then one of lark's blades appears in her hand as it's kind of a long dagger um lark's blades are a physical manifestation of her powers, uh, very specifically of her dreams. Uh, she fights with what she is fighting for, her dreams of the future, and very magical girl sense. So she'll kind of flip it over in her hand and hold the handle out towards staff. I can find us a dream to cut into, but you'll need to do the actual, um, the actual cutting. Yeah, yeah, lead the way. Daff will take it. And I imagine it's not to pull a ghost, but like it's sort of hand on top of hand. Like I can do it, but you need to tell me what I'm doing. This is, this is magic, magic. Yeah. When Daff takes the blade, there's almost like a fleeting, like sensory experiences. 
just at the edge of your hearing, uh, you hear music, people laughing, but if you try to concentrate on it, it disappears. It's like trying to see something in the dark. You can't look directly at it. You smell flowers, daffodils and larkspurs specifically. Uh, you feel bits of joy and excitement mingling in with your own emotions here. Um, again, just like a fleeting dream at the very edge of your perception. Uh, but she closes her eyes and concentrates for a moment um, and kind of holds her hand up to a space in the air. Cut here. This should get us far enough. Yeah. And she, as always, does as she's told. Let's, uh, let's go find Wolfsbane. Get out of here. You're able to cut through and, you know, probably a first for, for Belladonna and Campbell Jade, definitely. Uh, but take them kind of quickly through this, this memory into another part of town. And y'all are able to head your way out as the camera kind of, again, pans back as y'all are limping the trail of Wolfsbane heading out of town as we see a black kind of sedan driving, a slinky black figure jumping down off of a rooftop and sliding perfectly into the sunroof to sit into the back of this vehicle as Pandora sits still. Titus driving the vehicle singed and still fuming as the third individual takes off their helmet and kind of throws it back into the trunk in kind of anger. The bright pink and orange curls of Lily's hair falling out. She looks over at the other two and with a big sigh, she's like, we have to come up with a better story to tell Serene. They can't know this is how this happened. As they drive off silent nods from both Titus and Pandora. Today on Daybreak. Our new magical girl guardians, Blight, rescued hotel guests last night after a mysterious blaze nearly burned the historic building to the ground. Rebuilding of the city center has hit a new milestone today. Commuters that rely on the Green Line can once again take the train through downtown. And summer is soon coming to an end, but luckily, Oliva Bay Marina has reopened. How you can take advantage of the warm weather on the water this month. But first, we start today with a special guest, Dr. Serene Hammerford. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. For those unaware of Dr. Hammerford's accomplishments, she is a Harvard Medical School graduate, has a doctorate from MIT in biomolecular engineering, and has countless awards in her field as she has made groundbreaking moves in technology and medical care. But today she is here to talk about something that could truly change how we treat illnesses. Dr. Hammerford, could you give us just a quick and simplified rundown on what biogenics is? Of course. Biogenics is set to transform the landscape of medical treatments. At its core, it's precision healing at a microscopic scale. We are taking nanobots smaller than a grain of sand, and they are deployed and they meticulously navigate the intricate pathways of the human body. Their mission is nothing short of extraordinary. They seek out and annihilate ailments at their very source. So, what you are saying is, these nanobots 
just identify something that is wrong with a patient, things that may have been missed in normal checkups or diagnoses. Oh, more than that. Yes, they can sniff out irregularities when an illness strikes, whether it's a stubborn virus, a rogue cancer cell, or a malfunctioning organ. But these nanobots spring into action. Unlike traditional medicines, which often affect the whole body, these nanobots are like skilled surgeons armed with microscopic instruments. They target the specific problem areas, sparring healthy cells and tissues from unnecessary interventions. They can immediately treat the irregularity at its source. They can go farther than any physician ever could and save patients from harmful treatments and allow for shorter recovery times and fewer side effects. Wow. Well, that sounds amazing. It really does. You told us before we went live that the trials have been successful and every single patient has recovered fully from their ailments and proved to be even healthier than projected. Yes, we are quite proud of the results. Well... What does this mean for the future? The future? I'm glad you asked. The limitations of conventional medicine soon will become a thing of the past. No longer will patients have to endure grueling treatments with uncertain outcomes. Instead, they can embrace a future where health is restored with unparalleled accuracy and speed. It's a future where these tiny wonders promise not just recovery, but enhanced well-being, where the body's natural resilience is complemented and amplified by the ingenuity of nanotechnology. In fact, I'd love to announce right here that starting today, we will be opening up Biogenics to the entire city of Oliva Bay. Biogenics proves that it can keep you healthy, it can ensure optimal levels, and can attack foreign viruses and cells before they impact your health. So why wait until you're already sick or suffering when you can ensure without a shadow of a doubt that everyone in Oliva Bay is healthy? We've opened the Biogenics headquarters by the Marina District and anyone within the city is welcome to schedule an appointment and invite Biogenics into your life. Hey all, Anna here. I know we don't usually do updates in episode, but there are a few things we wanted to announce before the holidays. First, a special thank you to Fenicini Woodruff and Cassidy Kay for lending their voices to this episode as reporters one and two. As many of you have heard, this episode is our mid-season finale. We will have a small release hiatus for our normal episodes until February to allow our production team some time to get ahead. But that doesn't mean you won't see content from us. Taylor's Garden Club will release in two weeks on December 28th, and I am thrilled to announce that on January 4th, the wonderful Black Girl Mage himself, Lexi, will be joining us as a guest GM for a very fun Bloom and Blight holiday special. With Lexi in the director's chair, the cast will be joined by Taylor playing Lily as a PC for the very first time. We are so excited to show a glimpse of Bloom before the events of this season. And if you haven't heard yet, we have a community Discord server. You can find a link for the Dareful Archives Discord server on our website, bloomandblight.com. Join us there for episode discussions, behind-the-scenes glimpses, fan art, and so much more. All of us here at Dareful Archives want to wish you a very happy winter holidays, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Bloom and Blight. Our cast includes Taylor as the director, Candice as Belladonna, Logan as Wolfsbane, Kit 
as Daffodil and Anna as Larkspur. Cast details can be found in the show description. All production is handled by Anna and Kit. All sounds and music courtesy Epidemic Sounds. Girl by Moonlight is a Forged in the Dark system from Evil Hat Productions. To stay up to date with all things Bloom and Blight, be sure to give us a follow on social media at Bloom and Blight. Bloom and Blight is a Dareful Archives production. See you next time.